You've picked a good Sunday to be here. I believe that what we're going to uh, share with you today is part of a process of God's creative activity among us. There's a, um, there's a scripture in 1 Samuel 7, chapter 7, and it's where we get the word Ebenezer. And I guess that's where Ebenezer Scrooge gets his name, but we sing it in a song, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Here I raise my Ebenezer. What on earth is an Ebenezer? It's a Hebrew word that means the stone of help. And the story behind it was that one day Israel, who was greatly threatened by the Philistines, they were, they were rallied by the prophet Samuel. And Samuel said, if you're, if you're really serious, and if you're, and if you're willing to put aside every other God that distracts you from the one true God. If you're, if you're really going to be committed, then God's going to do something amazing with us. And they were so terrified by the Philistine army because they had high tech and they outnumbered the Israelites. But on that day, because of their faithfulness, God gave them victory and they even expanded their territory. And so Samuel takes this stone He makes a monument out of this rock. And anyone seeing it would just see, well, there's just a big rock standing there. But if you knew the story, you knew that the name of that rock was Ebenezer because it meant up till this point, God has been our help. I think about this building that we worship in. And you need, if you don't know the story of it, you need to know the story of it. That the efforts that were made, the people who had the vision of putting this building together, they didn't build this as a monument to themselves. They didn't build this so that their names would be remembered. In a way, this building is an Ebenezer. It's a building that says it's a monument. It's a stone that says God has helped us thus far. And we've got to reclaim it. And we've got to name it again and say, what is God doing I want to remind you just in the brief span of what, uh, of what God has done that has brought us to this moment today. This time last year, our elders got together and they said that the, 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 the future growth, they were in prayer, they were studying scripture, they were paying attention to what God wanted them to, to know and to hear, and they said it seems like the way going forward is for us to be friendly and inviting and intimate and participatory, to grow in those four ways as a family. And that meant two things. That meant that, that we were going to have to build up the spiritual body of Christ, the church that gathers here. And we're doing that, and that work continues. But also it meant taking this Ebenezer, this stone of help, This representation of what God has done, can do, will do. And it means taking that and making it even friendlier and inviting and intimate and participatory. And so they gathered five of you, five of members of this congregation. Bill Camp, Lou Winchell, Rachel Snyder, Jordan Brown. And Darren Chilton, who I'm going to introduce you to in just a moment. And these five talented people put together a presentation, and they presented that to you on January 31st, which was our first Talk It Up on this topic. 
and you gave and you gave feedback then afterwards you had your box lunch you went to the rooms you gave them feedback and they took that feedback seriously and as I've already told you some of the things that came out of that first talk it up have already been incorporated in many of the things that we've done and those suggestions that you gave are incorporated in this presentation that Darren is going to show you he's put together something using his gifts and his talents to show us not just the creative ideas of the design team, but the things that you've fed into that as well. And we're going to talk about it some more. All along the way, we're trying to discern what is God wanting us to do. This is a proposal. This is a presentation. We want to know what you think. Love it, like it, indifferent, got some suggestions. We're going to listen to you. But all along the way, the one thing we ask is that each and every one of us is always listening to the Spirit of God. Because at the end of the day, what we want most is to be able to create some kind of monument, whether it's a renovation of this building, or whether it's just a a big, huge rock that we put in the parking lot and say, thus far, God has helped us. Would you pray with me? Father, we ask that you would let this be a moment of discernment, where we ask, what is it that you're doing among us? And how can we be a part of it? Not just for ourselves, but for future generations. We thank you for those generations that have entrusted what we, the resources that we have to the future, and we are that future that they entrusted it to. And I pray that we will do the same thing, knowing that all along, generation after generation, there are people who praise your name and who seek and save the lost. And we're going to use all the resources you give us for the purposes of the kingdom. Be with our design team and our shepherds. Be with all of us today as we communicate. May we do it all in your name. And Father, we pray this in the name of Christ. Amen. I want to introduce you to Darren Chilton, a member of our design team and a talented designer. And he has put together a very interesting work here. Darren can tell you more about it. Darren, would you come up and share this with us? And we thank you this morning. Just hang on. There we go. Got it. We're good. All right, I'm mobile. This is good. We're good, yeah. So thanks, Chris. I had a whole bunch of stuff I was going to start out saying, but Chris did such a fantastic job. You might have a career in this public speaking thing. Um, makes my job a lot easier. I don't need to say a whole bunch of stuff, so that was, that was brilliant. Um, I will just add one other thing, and in, in this comes from some talks I've had with several of you um, in, in the entire design team as far as you know, budget, right? We're always talking about the budget and how to make this happen, um, and a lot of you own companies. You work in companies where you're, you're an integral part of making companies successful, and you wouldn't think twice about spending money on marketing, spending money on, on making that business grow and be successful, and when you start putting together church and business, people get a little bit uncomfortable sometimes and say, well, a church isn't a business. Well, it is a business. It's God's business. Um, and, and we're responsible for managing God's business and doing what we need to do to, to uh, make the business successful. Um, you know, Matthew ten sixteen says, uh, you know, I'll paraphrase a little bit with a couple different versions, but he's basically saying, I'm throwing you out to a whole bunch of not so nice people. Um, you need to be as shrewd as, as a snake and as innocent as a dove. 
So God doesn't expect us to lay down and just pretend like everything's going to be taken care of and be handled. He wants us to be smart. He wants us to be energetic, and he wants us to do our part uh, to, to make his business successful and, and make this church successful and bring this family together. Okay, enough of that. Thanks, Chris. Um, we're going to get into the presentation. Um, I know a lot of you are excited. We've talked to, with many of you with emails, and uh, you know, you're like me. You're impatient. When's it coming? When are we going to see something? When are we going to show you something? So um, it's, everything moves about 10 times slower than I would like it to, but that's just kind of the way it goes. Um, but working with Studio 6, the, the architects there, um, they've taken all of our suggestions from the last session and uh, formulated them into uh, a somewhat actionable plan and, and putting some concrete data with, with the information that we got back. So when Studio 6 presented it to the design team, we, uh, they presented it with they started out with all the little details and all this stuff, and after about an hour and a half, then they kind of showed us the big picture. That drives me nuts. I'm not a very patient person at all. So I'm not going to do that to you because I like you that much, okay? Uh, most of you. Um, so I didn't look at anybody in particular. Uh, so we're going to go the other way around. We're going to show you kind of the overall 30,000-foot stuff, and then we're going to get into the details. We're going to go through the presentation, which will be the same presentation that's going to be available in all the Talk It Up sessions at the end. Uh, I'm going to go through things kind of high level, kind of quickly. I'm going to forget things, but that's okay because the most important part of this is what happens in those sessions, not really up here. Am I on now? Okay. Technical. Right back off? I guess I'll be up here. I'm not mobile anymore. All right. That'll work. Okay. I'll try to do this as much as I can. So if you can't hear me, just, just scream at me. Yeah. Logan's got a solution. That's even better. Is this on? Good. Huh? All right. Okay. So, uh, so like I said, we're going to do this in reverse order. I'm going to show you the cool stuff, and then we're going to get into the nitty gritty. We're going to go through it, and uh, and we'll discuss it there. So, if you can switch over to the uh, the animation, the 3D. I got some nervous guys up there because they're on a Mac for the first time, so which is cool. Still can't hear. Oh, I got to get right up on this thing. All right. Thank you. Somebody gets an A for the day for piping up. Um, all right, so we got some nervous guys back there that are going to run this stuff through. 3D software on a Mac, all brand new for them, so if there's any glitches, no issue. All right. Um, so we're going to start on the exterior. Um, th this was a big question mark on kind of what we wanted to do uh, with the new design. If you can roll to the, go to the next one. And we really wanted to show this to you kind of in an animation, just so you can kind of orient yourself a little bit with where things are, because there are some things that are changing quite drastically. Um, so you know, here, 
exterior paint something pretty easily, but just uh, tying in some of the, the architectural elements, uh, even with, with the paint scheme, uh, to make things tie in and make things look uh, a little more designed. Uh, go ahead and go to the next one. Now, the, the front entry area was one that we know we needed to address. We needed to make it more friendly, more inviting uh, than, than what we currently have. It's, uh, it's quite a challenge just because of the structure that, uh, that exists that we cannot change. Um, you know, how do you open that up without being able to remove big pieces of concrete and steel and all that kind of stuff? So that was one of the biggest challenges we, we came to, to Studio 6 with and said, here's what we want to do. Here's what we've heard from all of you guys. How do we do this? Okay. And so they came back with, uh, with this whole new front entry, which we'll take a look at in a little bit more detail. Go ahead and go to the next one. So just to give you a little idea kind of what that looks like, go ahead and move to the next one. Uh, my daughter, Brooklyn, is really excited because with this new front entry area, that big stain that's over on the side of the building that drives her absolutely nuts and probably the rest of you have noticed would be hidden. Um, so that made her really happy. So, so we have one person on board with it. All right, go to the next one. Okay, go ahead and keep keep going to the next one. So here's a, a front, brand new front patio area that ties in with the with the new entry area that will tie into the new library area, which we'll get to. Go ahead and go ahead to the next one. So just a view from sitting on the patio. You know, obviously very accessible to to the parking lot. So I can see this being Cade's new command center. Um, if he can live out here and cook lunch and get all the students to come over and hang out and do their homework and, and kind of fellowship together. Go ahead and go to the next one. So this whole new front entry area, um, it, it's basically just ripping out everything that's there and replacing it with a completely new kind of bringing the, the outside in or the inside out, um, which is partially covered, uh, but still accessible from, from the exterior. Go ahead and move to the next one. Okay, so this right here, these are the existing front doors that, that are there today, okay? This is just really making this two stories high, uh, getting rid of the long sloping grade that goes all the way down, which seems like it takes forever to get up and all the stairs, uh, flattening all this out and, and putting some stairs here and, and making kind of a common gathering place there. Okay, go to the next one. Uh, just a view from kind of where you'd pull up for the, the covered covered drop-off area. Go ahead, go to the next one. And just kind of a cutaway just to get, in, to get an idea of, you know, just the overall space and, and the environment that this provides where it's uh, – you know, it's a really big open place, somewhat covered. Um, could just be a, a, a really, really nice area um, for not only for entry, but you know, small groups. You could have all sorts of stuff, so it would be uh, pretty multifunctional. Okay, go to the next. Okay, and then again, just kind of the overall. We'll visit these more uh, in the sessions, but just kind of wanted to give you a, kind of a 30,000-foot on the outside kind of what it looks like. Unfortunately, we don't have quite as many pictures 
you can go ahead and switch over to the uh, the back to the PowerPoint. Um, just because the interior isn't changing as drastically as far as the footprint and some of those details, it's it's more renovation, where the the exterior is a lot of brand new construction. So obviously we have more pictures of that now, um, but we will have more pictures as we develop and what we decide to do as next steps for more of the interior. Okay, uh, go to the next one. We are, uh, what we've done is we, we took all the, the information that we gathered from the first session and listened to everything that you guys said and ranked and prioritized all of that information. And what we got back from Studio 6 was roughly 22 and a half projects. Um, based on all the things that we talked about in, in all those sessions. Obviously, we can't do all 22 projects at the same time. Um, so what we have here is a phased approach, which represents about 14 of those projects. And those are the top 14 projects uh, that were discussed and talked about and, and ranked in those, those first sessions. Um, this is also uh, assuming that we don't want to take out the entire amount of money and do everything all at once and have church facility out in the parking lot for a few years, which that's an option. Um, so if you want that option, then, you know, in the sessions, bring that up. So that is an option, but uh, this is a plan B. If we don't want to go that way, uh, how would we do this in more a, of a phased approach? Um, and we're going to walk through these in a little bit more detail and, and kind of look at some of the, the technical concerns and also, you know, the numbers and the data that goes with it. So, all right, moving to the next one. Okay, so in phase one, uh, we start with the floor, first floor restrooms. And this would be a complete new addition, um, a new construction for restrooms, Okay. This is currently what you're looking at here. These are the, if you can see the pointer up here, and there we go. These are the existing front doors that we have right now, and this is room, basically room 106 up there. Um, so it's repurposing room 106 as the new restroom facilities for men and women. Um, it was strategic in that there was already plumbing. Um, this building is 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 difficult to deal with because of all the steel and concrete. You can't just start hacking up floors and ceilings and walls because just the nature of how it was constructed. So we want to, uh, for cost-effective reasons, reuse existing plumbing wherever possible. Um, so in this phase is in pink. We have color-coded in pink because our ladies are the most vocal and that this is what they wanted to see done first, so we have color-coded it appropriately. Okay, go to the next one. Uh, interior signage. This is one we, uh, we, we put in phase one because you know, it's something that was very high on your list, and it's also going to be an ongoing thing. So as things change and as we move things around and renovate and make changes, uh, we're going to have to continuously update the signage. You see the price up there that's $35,000. These all came from the architects. We feel this one is extremely high. I mean, we could have some really sweet signage for $35,000. Um, so some of, these are, uh, some of these numbers are going to be a little high. Some of them may be a little bit low. These are ballpark numbers. These aren't, and these are $2,016, I'll, I'll remind you. So if part of your plan is, hey, let's start in 10 years, these numbers are not going to be relevant. 
Um, they're not going to go down. They're only going to go up. Um, so this is something that's going to be ongoing. Um, it'll, it'll be a obviously probably not 35,000, but uh, we'll, we'll assess that when they get there. So all right, move to the next one. So now we move into phase two, which uh, includes the lobby. So some of these were, uh, you know, obviously based on your feedback and in, in how you prioritize them. Also, just what makes sense. So we just built all brand new bathrooms, right? So we have all these really cool new bathrooms over here. We don't really need the bathrooms in the middle. So the next phase, it makes sense to uh, to t tackle the lobby area, okay? So that would include uh, taking out the existing uh, structure here that is the existing restrooms, removing all of that. Um, this is a fire-rated wall today, which ties in with the back wall of the restrooms. It needs to continue to be a fire-rated wall. So that means in order to open this whole lobby up, and really the goal is to have real clear line of sight from front door all the way to, to the auditorium, and also for where you're coming in, and uh, especially new, new members coming in or new visitors coming in with kids, uh, to have direct line of, of sight to where they need to go. Um, so the architects came up with a pretty clever solution where we could have these pocket doors that would... 99% you know, of their life, they would fit in these little pockets. Nobody would ever see them or even know they're there. In the event of a fire or, or something of that nature, they would automatically close up and, and provide that, that fire rating that, that is required. This would also include this back wall, which is the current back wall and doors of the auditorium back here, uh, taking out this room, which used to be the cry room, which is now the communion prep room, uh, removing all that, making that entire wall and doors all glass. So really bringing the everything all together. It's all seamless. It's all very open um, and, and a little bit more inviting, we, we feel and hope. Okay, let's move to the next. Uh, the baptistry, this is this is two parts. This is going to be two slides um, just because there's two levels. So this is going to include the, the stage, um, reworking the stage, making it a circular stage with a gradual ramp. No stairs except for uh, over on the very sides over here. There'll be a, a short little knee wall, which you can kind of see in this picture down here uh, in here. And it would just be a very gradual uh, ramp up to the stage with another ramp provided over here that's that's even uh, less of a of a grade or a slope for easier accessibility and new baptistry um, moving it down from where it currently is way up here it would actually come down to basically where this stage level is here and it would be uh, semicircular um, as you can see here and you'd have access from behind it uh, just like today coming in from here. Uh, it also includes repurposing what's back there. If you've never been back behind the, the baptistry, there's all sorts of rooms and stuff back there um, that aren't really being efficiently used today uh, that can be used efficient, more efficiently. So we would move the uh, communion prep back to, back to the back. The photo room that we use for photographs, we could move that back there as well um, because we have other purposes for it coming up that you'll see. 
um, in, in kind of reworking that space and also uh, redoing the, the women's changing facility and restroom back there. Uh, go ahead and go to the next one. So the second part of this is the, the upper level, which is uh, the men's room, which could also be double purposed as the groom's preparation room for, for weddings. Um, so just, just redoing that and, uh, and adding some storage up there. And again, just making all of that space back there, which is not being used really efficiently today, using it much more efficiently. Okay, and this price that you see here, this includes all that, the stage, the baptistry, all of the stuff and all the, the changes behind behind the scenes as well. Okay, let's move to the next. Uh, the auditorium. So expanding from the stage area going back this way. Um, this includes um, sound and, and lighting, carpeting, seating. Um, yeah, seating's another one. You know, it's kind of one of those pain points we have. Let's just talk about it and let's just be upfront about it. We we want to have some sort of ulterior seating. We found that putting chairs all over the auditorium is not going to work. Okay, so those of you that are totally anti-chair, no problem. We're keeping some views, um, just because of the logistics of the slopes and the grades in the auditorium. There's there's going to be views. They just work better in in there. What we're thinking and what we're considering and what we heard from you guys in the first sessions is maybe we have some chairs just on this lower area that's flat. So we could open it up for when we have VBS and things like that. We could remove some chairs. We could have a bigger stage area. We could have more accessibility down here. Um, so, so that does include that. So um, feel free to talk about that in our sessions as well, but let's not get hung up on it too much. Um, sound and lighting are big. Uh, I will mention that usually I sit over kind of in the North 40 over there, and if any of you thought the singing wasn't very great today, I suggest you move, okay? Until we get the auditorium redone and the sounding and the the sound and the lighting done, because I was sitting up here for the first time in a long time, and the singing is outstanding from up here. So if you did not think it was fantastic this morning, move, okay? So at least until we we get it changed, because we know there are some dead spots in the auditorium. Um, apparently, I sit in one every Sunday. So I don't think I'll be sitting over there anymore because uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a dead zone. So I'll probably be up here. Um, so if you see some kids running around, those are probably mine. Um, so anyway, sound, sound is a, a huge issue, and that's, that's going to be a big part of the, the auditorium renovation. Okay, moving to the next one. All right, so now we get into phase four, which is a new library. Okay, and this is moving the existing library over to what is room 100. So those of you who are not up on your room numbers, it's the only classroom that has pews right out here by the front door on my right, your left. Um, changing that into a library, complete with you know ventless gas fireplace, um, very uh, informal seating in, in environment. And really kind of creating more of a, a Barnes & Noble. I don't know if those are around anymore or borders. Are those gone? But uh, just create an environment for, for people to, to interact, use the library. It could also be used for classroom space. Um, and just be a place for people to, to kind of hang out, fellowship. Um, and the other part of this is, you know, the, one of the concepts was just to have these as big open barn doors. 
so you could close it off if you needed to be a classroom. But when it's not, you know, on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights or whatever, you open those up. It becomes part of the lobby. It becomes part of the hangout area, the fellowship area, where people can just be comfortable, talk, and get to know one each other and, and fellowship together a little bit more. Um, one thing I forgot to mention, you're, you're going to see a lot of these things say it includes HVAC, okay? That doesn't mean we're getting new HVAC units. This just includes rerouting and, and repiping some of the HVAC as we make changes to the existing floor plan. So when you keep seeing this HVAC, it doesn't mean we're getting 32 new HVAC units. Uh, it's just rerouting and reworking what we currently have. So I knew I'd forget something. Okay, go to the next one. All right, so directly related to the the, the new library, uh, and I forgot to, to mention, can you just go back one? Just let me mention this really quick, and how am I on time? We're about to, okay, I'll wrap up in two minutes. All right. Um, the library extends, right now this is a hallway, right here. This is where the photo room is and some of these other rooms. Basically, we're, we're tying all of those rooms in that hallway all together um, into this library space, which really you could, you could separate it into two completely separate units. This is the existing door that goes out. If you go out this little hallway out here that goes out there. All right, now we can go to the patio, the next one, which ties in directly to kind of the, the new patio area. And, oh, there's my pointer, maybe. All right. So that ties directly out to the patio. So three points of access to the patio. You can go from kind of the old front entry area and wrap around in there. You'll be able to go access it directly from the library or get to the library directly from the patio. And also from the front entry, you'll be able to come in from the front entry as well up to this, this outdoor patio area, which... Um, you know, this is one of the things we learned in the first session, that the exterior space and the exterior of the design of the building ranked quite a bit higher than we anticipated the team did. Um, so obviously this, this ranks high and is also, you know, very important for attracting uh, the students from, from the school over here. So, okay, let's move to the next one. So the front area, front entry, um, we already kind of went through this and explained a little bit. Uh, you know, some of the challenges were just having accessibility and getting a ramp that would fit without having to change the curb line too much. And what you see up here is almost exactly the same curb line that we have now. Um, obviously, all completely new covered area that fits more than three quarters of a car. Uh, so on days like today when it's raining, you can actually get a few cars under it and, and not get wet. Um, so that's expanded quite a bit. They came up with a, we think it's a pretty clever solution for having this rounded ramp um, that, that gets us into the code and has, has accessibility to get to the front door. And then just really just flattens out the whole grade um, so you have a more usable space. And, you know, the entry becomes, you know, again, bringing the outside in or the inside out. Okay, let's move to the next one. Exterior paint, we already talked about that a little bit. Um, nothing fancy here, but just really tying in some of the architectural details. Um, also, I didn't mention, you know, the, the cultured stone, bringing in some cultured stone in some areas to make some, some accents and kind of soften up the exterior feel of this building to make it 
Uh, we heard words like mausoleum. That's usually not good. Um, so, you know, just soften that up a bit and, and make it uh, a little bit more inviting to, to look at and approach. Okay, let's move to the next one. Uh, obviously, landscaping. We're, we're changing kind of the exterior footprint of, of the facility. So a lot of the landscaping is going to be needed to be updated. The sprinkler systems are going to have to be rerouted, things of that nature. So, uh, again, we think that number is probably a bit high depending on what we want to do. I mean, I'm all for putting a nine-hole golf course in, but um, so we, we can probably trim a little bit off of that one too probably. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, exterior message board, that's one we've already talked about. We haven't pulled the trigger on it yet um, just because we're, we're looking at some different options. Um, there's pluses and minuses, whether we do a monument out on the side versus doing one on the corner of the building. Um, so we're still kind of in talks and discussions, so if you have any ideas on that, um, we're getting more quotes on some things. Um, so, so that's still kind of in flux. Uh, one option we talked about was, you know, instead of replacing the West Ark Church of Christ sign up there, you could just put the message board up where that is and just completely replace it. And, you know, you could use the, the monitor as, as your sign. Um, so some different options we can do there. Right now, that's kind of where we're at. That is a good, pretty solid number from where we're at. Uh, like I said, we are getting some more quotes to see what other some options are, if we can do something, you know, even more beneficial for for, for less cost, uh, we're trying to explore those as well. Okay, let's move to the next one. Um, the bridal and nursery area. Uh, so this is just kind of reworking the existing space that's there. Again, there's already plumbing in, in uh, restroom facilities in here, so we can just update, renovate, and modify those. Um, and this would become kind of the, the new bridal room for, for you know, Weddings also for funerals. Uh, we could have a place for the families to meet. Uh, it does have restroom facilities and just kind of renovating and updating all that, that nursery area. Okay, let's move to the next one. Uh, in the last part of the last phase that we have for you today is, uh, is really re reworking the children's wing. Um, and that includes, you know, updating. Remember, we moved the library over here to room 100, so replacing that now becomes a children's library. Um, so we have a place for, for the kids to go. Um, a new check-in area, which is now much closer to the front doors, more accessible, easier for, for visitors to figure out where to go with their kids. And just really reworking this whole space in general to make it more efficient. You know, we've been working with Dina and, and the rest of the people to, to figure out what, what's needed there. And uh, you know, so this is a proposal um, to, to address some of those issues. Okay, so that's the last part of, of all the phases. Let's move to the next slide. And this is, yeah, this is the, whoa, okay. These are, these are the totals, right? And so we've got them broken down into the phases, phase one, two, three, four, five, and six. Uh, what the total cost is for each part of each phase, the project total for each phase, and then just kind of an accumulative running cost uh, if we decide to go in this order and decide to do all of this. So it just kind of gives you an idea of, of how this accumulates and how it would stack up if we all agree this is what we wanted to do. Now, based on what we talk about today, all this can change, or maybe none of it changes. Um, but this is kind of where we are today. Again, this is based off of you know the feedback that we collected from the last sessions and the emails and the conversations and the discussions that we've had between that uh, 
then and now. Um, so now that we have some more data, some more concrete things to work from, let's talk about these. Go ahead and go to the last one. Um, let's talk about these. Let's figure out what makes the most sense, what we want to do, what we don't want to do, and um, let, let's move on with the, with the next phase of this project. So we encourage everyone to stick around, stay with us. We have lunch, which I'm excited about. Um, we're going to have all six of us in different rooms. So feel free to, to jump in any room. Uh, like I say, we're going to have this presentation available. So if you want to see anything in more detail, we'll be able to cover more details there. And uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Hope to see you. Thanks. Thank you, Darren. Uh, oh, I got it. I got it. Let's give Darren a come on. Thanks. That shows our appreciation to Darren and all of the design team. Um, Lou Winchell can't be with us today. She's on the design team, and uh, she's not feeling well. But uh, there will be elders and design, and design team members in all of the six rooms. And you can get a hold of all of the design team people by email, by emailing design at westark.org. You know, I learned something. I've seen this presentation before, but I learned something, that the physical... Re, well, what is cultured stone? That's what I want to know. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's stone that enjoys opera, I think. It's, uh, it's stone that listens to NPR. It's, uh, you know, as, as opposed to those that we're not going to have any uncultured stone on this building. You know, that's blue collar stone. We're not going to do that. Well, that's right. I'll tell you what, this is what I learned, that the physical remodel and the spiritual remodel are both going to use cultured stone. That's right. The cultured stone that we're going to use, because this is what caps all of this. The cultured stone that we're going to use is the sort of stone that's read about in 1 Peter chapter 2. He says, come to Christ who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by the people, but he is precious to God who chose him. And now God is building you as living stones into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are God's holy priests who offer the spiritual sacrifices that please him because of Jesus Christ. Church, you and I are the cultured stones that make up the temple of God. And the culture that we are shaped by is the culture of pleasing Christ. We are shaped by the culture of love. Christ said that the culture among us is one that if you love one another, people will know that you're my disciples. So I want to encourage you to be a part of this discussion that follows. You know what? There's going to be things that we don't agree on. And that's okay you can think whatever you want. You can feel about it however you want. If you feel like this is too much money, you can feel that. If you feel like we can raise it, you can feel that. If you feel like this is just something that needs to happen, you can feel that. You can feel whatever you want. You can think whatever you want. You cannot behave however you want. Because in our culture, we treat one another with respect even if we disagree. Because that's the culture of love in Christ. And I'm going to say this because it's been mentioned. There's been conversations in the past about different things that people think. And I want you to know this. We are not defined by those things. 
We can think about things and we can take different points of view and that makes us strong and that makes us healthy. But when we start defining ourselves and defining one another as anti this or pro that or fiscally conservative or fiscally liberal or spiritually this and theologically that, when we define ourselves as anything other than the disciples of Jesus Christ, we have failed. You are, above all else, disciples of Christ, God's children, the living stones that make up the temple. So if you're very different people, have no fear. God uses different types of stones to build his temple. But remember what defines you. What defines you, what defines me, is that we are the children of God, the living stones that build up his temple. What we're going to do now is what we do every Lord's Day. We're going to create a moment where we dedicate ourselves to him. You'll remember that when Samuel put up the Ebenezer, the stone of help, he first called upon the Israelites to dedicate themselves fully to him. And even the act of giving, the act of giving creative input that we enter into, demands that first we give ourselves totally to God. If you need to respond to the Lord's invitation to be baptized, or if you need prayer, or if you need to meet with the elders in room 100, we're going to give you that chance to do that while we stand and sing. And then Rick Carson's going to bless us as we move on to our lunch today.